Hey guys, this episode of Wednesdays with Will and Terry is brought to you by our sponsors over at the Seed Box. What is the Seed Box? It's a pocket-sized affirmation card set crafted to serve as a deeply rooted expression of self-love or a unique gift of encouragement to those you truly and deeply care about. So you can sow, ingrain, act, and develop. Guys, the Seed Box is awesome. Simply what it is, is it's a box set with cards inside to give you motivation, to inspire you to be your best self. One of the cards reads, you are the epitome of beauty. Your outside radiance is a reflection of your glorious essence. You are one of the most wonderful creations. You are a living, breathing, and walking masterpiece. I am beautiful. Guys, I think this would make a great gift for Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas, and birthday. Just a great gift overall, guys. Please show them some love and show them some support for being our sponsors over at Wednesdays with Will and Terry. And we have a little treat for you guys. If you go to thecbox.com, that's T-H-E-S-E-A-D-B-O-X dot C-O-M, and use the promotion code Wednesdays, you will get a discount on your first order. So, guys, they have showed us some love. They're awesome. We believe in what the company is doing. We believe in their affirmations. I think that this will make a great gift. Now, back to the show, guys. Y'all, I'm making this disclaimer now. Terry is the most loving person I know. and He doesn't see color. He sees people. We talked about this earlier. He's liberal. So don't write no emails to Terry. Feel away about what I'm saying. Just know that this is solely the thoughts and views of William Farmer because I do see color. And that post was about color. And all of those black men were saying black women were the problem. They weren't saying women were the problem. They were saying black women were the problem. I have a black wife. She has a black best friend. I have black daughters. So I'm about to go at it with color because y'all brought it up. I'm about to educate y'all a little bit. Put your seatbelts on. Has, has anybody ever read the Ridley Lynch letters? No. Mm -hmm. 1712. So I'm going to just read a snippet cool. of the Willie Lynch letters, mm -hmm. okay? Yes, know that when I say Niger, I'm actually saying N-I-G-E-R. But I'm saying Niger so we can put this on YouTube. This is called The Negro Marriage. Just four pages, right? I'm going to just read to you what he says about the Negro marriage. Since we're talking about homes, we're talking about marriage. Now, this was written in 1712. When everybody on here get a chance, everybody listening, Terry, Mauritian, wife, Dana, <laughs> maybe y'all can read it on DVTV since everybody have a problem with the black man and everybody have a problem with the black woman and the people you hear talking about they have a problem with black men is black women. The people you hear talking about they have a problem with black women is black men. The white man to get him a black woman, the black man to get him a white woman, or however you want to mix it. So let's dive in. This part, it says the Negro marriage, and this is what he wrote. We breed two Niger males with two Niger females. Then we take the Niger male away from them and keep them moving and working. Say one Niger female bears a Niger female and the other bears a Niger male. Both Niger females being without influence of the Niger male, both, let's go back, both Niger females being without influence of the Niger male image let's read it again both niger females being without 
influence of the Niger male image frozen with an independent psychology will raise their offspring into reverse positions. This is what this racist white man is writing, okay? The one with the female offspring will teach her to be like herself, independent and negotiable. We negotiate with her, through her, by her, negotiate her at her at will. So what they're basically saying is when the Niger female have offsprings, male and female, this is how we're gonna do the females, this is how we're gonna do the males. We're gonna take the female and her female offspring, and we're gonna only negotiate with her. We're only gonna do the business with her, and we're only gonna do it at our will, okay? Then he says, the one with the Niger male offspring, she being frozen, subconscious fear for his life will raise him to be mentally dependent and weak. Let's read that again. She being frozen, subconscious fear for his life will raise him to be mentally dependent and weak. You know what? I like to be like Umar Johnson. Read it three times because it'll, it'll stick with you. I'm going to start all over. The one with the Niger male offspring, she being frozen, subconscious fear for his life will raise him to be mentally dependent and weak, but physically strong. In other words, he will be body over mind. Now, in a few years, when these two offsprings become fertile for early reproduction, we will mate and breed them and continue the cycle. This is good. Sound and long-range comprehensive planning. So basically what he's saying is, we're going to take the two young Niger males and the two young Niger females, and fine, we'll call it a marriage. But we're going to breed them. And our way of messing up the man is when that young male get old enough, take him and put him to work. Work him like the dog he is. And if that Niger female has a Niger male, she gonna be so afraid for his life. She gonna be so afraid based off how we do his daddy and these other Niger males that she gonna, she gonna beat it in him to listen. She gonna beat it in him to do what we say because she gonna be afraid we kill him. But then when she have those Niger females, she gonna teach him how to walk nice, how to talk nice, how to play our little game because we gonna deal with her because we want to keep breeding her. We gonna deal with her because we want her to stay sassy because we never want her to be dependent on that man. And that man will never be strong enough mentally to understand that his woman can't depend on him and he can't depend on himself because all he gonna think he good for is work. He gonna be a strong body and he gonna be a weak mind. Let me go up to another part, something that they said that was kind of crazy. Now this is, this is, uh, this is they talking about, then this is in another paragraph. The next step to take a bull whip and beat the remaining Niger male to the point of death in front of the female and his infant. Let me read that again. The next step is to take a bull whip, the whip you beat a bull with, they mean a, a literal bull whip, and beat the remaining Niger male to the point of death, to where he's about to die in front of the female and the infant, but don't kill them, but put the fear of God in them. 
for he can be useful for future breeding. Let's go back again and talk about when they talk about us like horses. Let me see if I can find it because I've read this a couple of times. When we talk about the female, let me see if I can find it. It's in this first page. Y'all read it for yourselves. Read it for yourselves. Matter of fact, I ain't gonna even find it. I'll paraphrase it for you. They say it's only two things the male woman and the horse is good for, and both of them are breeding. The, the female Niger and the horse, your biggest concern when it comes to them two is breeding because you need a horse to plow, you need a female Niger to continue to breed more male and female Nigers. The whole, oh, it talks about putting the young female against the old female. It talks about putting the light-skinned men versus the dark, no, sorry, sorry. Talks about putting the young female Niger against the old female Niger, the light-skinned female Niger against the dark-skinned female Niger. Oh, it talks about putting the, 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 the young female, the young male Niger with the young female Niger. But don't make the old male Niger with a young female because we want, we want big, strong male Nigers. This stuff is deep, y'all. You talking about why the black home is messed up? It, I'm a, I'll talk about that later. No, now, now, now let's, let's do this. Let's go to the Jim Crow laws. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna just read what, in, what the internet says the Jim Crow laws are. Jim Crow laws were state and local laws that enforced racial segregation in the Southern United States. Other areas in the United States were also affected by formal and informal policies of segregation, but many states outside of the South had adopted laws beginning in the late 19th century. We in the 20th, the 19th century and the early 20th centuries by white Southern Democrats. This is why we keep trusting oh, Democrats, right? By white Southern Democrats. By the way, for y'all who don't know, if you do any studying, you know, Democrats were for slavery. A lot of Republicans were against it. Uh, Southern Democrats dominated state legislators, disenfranchised and removed political economic gains made by Black people during the Reconstruction period. You know what the Reconstruction period was? That was after the Emancipation Proclamation that was signed by Abraham Lincoln. Let's go back into this. Jim Crow laws were enforced until, what year do you think they stopped doing Jim Crow laws? Really, they didn't. <laughs> just guess, anybody, just guess. I'm gonna cover it up because the girls can see. What year do you think they stopped Jim Crow laws? Just, just throw something up. Like, it had to be, I feel like 1980s. You it went a little too over. I'm going to say exterior one, I guess. Marisha just like 1965, which means our mamas and our grandmas could remember segregation, oh, wow. especially our grandmas. Now, now, I mean, and people still couldn't drink out of fountains in other places. Now let's go to systemic racism. What does this, what's the definition? Discriminate, the systemic racism, the definition is discrimination or unequal treatment on the bias of membership in a particular ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized, arising from systems, structures, or expectations that have become established within society or an institution. Thus, the Willie Lynch letters that was given out to all the slaves Thus, Jim Crow. Let's just talk about one law. I just chose one that they did. Just one law. I just chose one law they made up, Terry, after 
they did the Emancipation Proclamation. And it's the vagrancy law. So let's read what the vagrancy law is. Vagrancy law meaning, that's what I Google, y'all Google to see if this comes up for y'all. Vagrancy, the condition of an individual who is idle, you ain't moving, you ain't going nowhere, has no visible means of support and travels from place to place without working. Sound like a homeless person to me. Sound like a poor person to me, right? At common law, the term vagrant referred to a person who is idle, refused to work, although capable of doing so, and lived on the charity of others. So let me break it down for y'all. Once we was losing in our war, and Abraham Lincoln said, we're going to have to let them people go after he did this, after he called the whole U.S. to a fast, which nobody ever talks about. And then he said, we got to free the slaves because we need them to fight for us too. So after he did the Emancipation Proclamation, even though a lot of slaves didn't find out they was free to years, 100, 150, 60, 20, however many years later, they said, boy, we can't let this happen. We losing our slaves. We got to let them go. It's against the law. But how do we get them back? I got it. If you've been working on this plantation for your 300 years, your mama's 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 mama been on my plantation, and my mama's 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 mama and daddy's 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 daddy earned them. If we let you go, you don't have nowhere to go. So let's make a law and say if you have nowhere to go, it's against the law and put you in jail. And when you're in jail and when you belong to the state, they call you a ward. And a ward means you belong. So you become a ward of the state. Not an award, a W-A-R-D. The state owns you. And when the state owns you, you have no rights. So then the state can say, hey, hey, father, hey, guy who had a family, you in jail and we're going to take you away from your family. And you can stay in here and get treated like what you are, Niger. You can get on the chain gang. Or we can rent you out to a nice farmer and you go live on his plantation and work on his farm. Now, what that sound like? Slavery all over again. Or <laughs> we could do this. Look here, boy, I gotta let you go. I like you and I've been good to you, haven't I? You've been with me all these years and I keep you and your wife. You don't wanna leave, right? And they take you to jail and take your kids and wife and separate you. So I got an idea. Why don't you stay here with me and be a sharecropper? Well, what is that, boy? Well, boy, sharecropper is you live on my land and you work for me. And at the end of the year, if you make enough, then you, you won't owe me nothing. You get on out. You go on where you want. But we all know how that went. You live on his field. You keep slaving away. You keep picking cotton or rice because we picked rice too. You work on the crops. You pick up all the fruit. You're a sharecropper. We're sharing the crops. Give me mine first and I'll give you what's left over because you got to pay me. You, we sharing. And you can live on that in that shack for free. Hot dog, and at the end of the year, you owe me $150, but you only made $75. You're $50 short, but how about this? Stay another year and work harder. Maybe you can catch up with that 50. And you mean to tell me that it's the Black woman's fault why the Black family is as messed up as it is. If you don't educate yourself, now I'll say this, in 2020, we messed up. In 2021, 2022, in the 20s, whatever you want to call it, we jacked up. And how long are we going to stand? Oh, oh, let's, let's do this. Let me not hop ahead of myself. How long are we going to allow systemic racism to happen? 
The system was built against us. Laws were built against us. The land of the free and the home of the brave was being said while people were being slaves. What freedom are we talking about? How is this country free when they said, put your right hand on your heart, the land of the free and the home of the brave and sing this national anthem with me, but it don't mean nothing to you. How is this land free when slaves was able to vote before women and white women were mad because how in the heck can a black nigger slave vote? If they flag us, they flag us now before I can vote. So let me pull all the women in, including the ones that don't look like me because I want my rights and they're going to help me get them. And after they get them, you go back to your corner and I go back to mine. And you mean to sit up here and tell me it's a black woman's fault? At least the Indians went out kicking and screaming. You know how we get mixed with Indian blood? Do anybody know the story? Has anybody done the education that when they tried to take black people as slaves, they also tried to take the Indians, but the Indian men will fight to the death. Women didn't fight. So they would take the women and the children. So if you got a bunch of, I mean, I got the books to tell you, if you got a bunch of Indian women living on the plantation and they dark and they light and they in the house and they in the field, who they gonna sleep with? Who they getting bread with? What are we doing? This is why I'm learning. And this is what God was giving me while I was thinking about this, while y'all was talking. That's why it's important to work your math equation out. That's why a teacher always says, work out the math equation because everybody knows four plus four is eight. But it's how you get to eight that's important. The answer ain't important because if you mess up somewhere and get into eight, you might get seven, you might get six. You might just say, oh, I messed up, but I know it's eight and put eight and you're gonna get an F. But my answer right, but how you solve the problem is wrong. And, when, and all we doing is saying, the answer to the problem is black women. The answer to the problem is black men. But ain't nobody saying, hold on now. What are we talking about? The black family? Well, let's put it up. Black family squared times racism divided by segregation with, system, with systematic racism to the third power. Take away, no, we ain't taking nothing away because it's still there. Multiplied by genocide equals broken black family. How do we work this problem out? But like Terry said, don't nobody want to be responsible. You know why? Because it's going to take work to get the black family back together. But we're going to have to get on one page and realize that I need my black man. We're going to have to get on the page and realize I need my black woman. Well, I used to talk about the good times. I used to hate that show. But as I'm getting older, are we really willing to be that? Are we willing to say I'm going to struggle when I'm not going to be on welfare? Or dang it, we're going to be on food stamps. We're going to be on them together to make this family work. Are we going to say, hey, we mad as heck. You didn't cheat it on me three times. I cheated on you two times. But we got to get the black family back together. So we're going to make it work. Because that's what our grandpas and grandmas was doing. Black families was, was thriving in segregation. <clears throat> when they was running up on them houses and burning them crosses and hanging people in the front yard, you know, them wives and them kids had to watch their men get hung. They literally was killing the black families. That's why 
black family. That's why women was growing up with the kids by themselves because they're going out the to take the men. But we don't want to talk about that, right? Nah. We want to just blame the black women. Or on the other hand, black women, black men ain't nothing. A lot of us ain't. Black women ain't nothing. A lot of y'all not. But let's talk about why you're not and let's talk about why we're not. This is sick. Do you know that there's such thing as like sins of the father? Do you know that you could struggle with something and this has been proven scientifically? You could take you could take your son and he can get adopted from somebody. I better get, I'm going to use me. This is how scientific things are. I didn't know my dad for over 30 years and I was growing locks while he was growing. Someone they just said, I want to grow locks. Not knowing at the same time that I was growing my locks, he was growing his. You know, my mama would tell me, you walk just like your daddy. I don't know what he walked like, so how could I mimic his walk? Boy, you eat just like him. I don't know how he eats, so how do I eat? And we don't think that the years of racism and suppression, do you know that Black women are still doing the same thing right now? Raising their sons after police stop you, you better just do what they say and this, because I want you to come home. And if them gangbangers out there and you just, boy, don't go out there and get in no trouble, it's hard to get in trouble. If you get in trouble with the law, you would spend the whole rest of your life in jail and just come home. And, to, and when the black girls, well, this is how you get by and you don't have to go and get on the system. And girl, you could use help. And you better put them on child support. That's still the Willie Lynch syndrome. But has anybody read the Willie Lynch, the Willie Lynch letter? Do anybody even know what it is in 2022? Does anybody know who Jim Crow is? Has anybody ever watched a blackface show from beginning to the end? Has anybody ever seen Birth of a Nation? Do you know what the original Looney Tunes were? Do you know that they have Looney Tune episodes and Mickey Mouse episodes created specifically for Hitler? Whoa. Have you watched Tom and Jerry and noticed that the mama in the house was always some black nanny with drunk socks, jumping on the couch, cleaning up somebody's house? But you never see what house she's cleaning. You never see her face. Old Tommy, she always in the kitchen cooking, sweeping. You old silly cat. And then the one black family we do get on TV, we found out he even kind of messed up and broke. How they portray us on TV. If you really look at it on the media, they beat up and break down the image of the black woman. In the news, they beat up and break down the image of the black men. Every time you see a black woman, she either twerking, she either nagging, she either on some crazy, almost cussed, some crazy reality TV show. Every time you see the man, he in jail, he breaking some law, he gay, or he with something that don't look nothing like his mom. And you want to tell me it's the black woman's fault. If you ain't educating yourself, if you ain't doing nothing to change the problem, don't come to me because my wife is black. And I ain't saying nothing about nobody who dating outside they race. But if you're doing it, let it be because of love and not because you're sick of the black. Because I'm quite frankly sick of y'all. Because you're ignorant. You don't know no better. And if you know better and you're doing that, then you willfully ignorant. And that makes you dangerous in my so I'm going to let my little frustration go. These niggas that made me mad, hitting me up, talking about it's the black woman. 
maybe one day they'll listen to this. And I'm not saying the black woman ain't that far. A lot of black women do a lot of messed up stuff. A lot of black men do a lot of messed up stuff. But it's reasons behind it. Some other rape, let me tell you something, black man who was putting that stuff on my Facebook page. A lot of these black women messed up because they got with dirty, rusty, dusty niggas like you who didn't want nothing but the draws and who lied and said all kind of other stuff to get it and then couldn't stand up and be the man that you portrayed yourself to be. We talked about that. You tell some sister who blaming black man for everything, you know he wasn't nothing when you laid down with him. You can't change a man with what's between your legs. And you drove some Woo! niggas crazy, okay? <laughs> Let's stop blaming each other and be accountable for our actions. And let's get up and make a change if we want to see the Black family make a comeback. Do you know about Black Wall Street? Do you know what they did to us when we were financially independent, when we had our own banks, when we had our own city, when we had our own loan agencies, when we had our own uh, real estate agencies? They burned us down. They burned us out because they didn't want us to be financially independent. They wanted us, depending on this, racist system. Black man go to jail for 37 years for selling dope and two years for killing somebody. And you mean to tell me that this ain't systemic racism? And when he killed somebody, what did that somebody look like? Did he look like you? Was his hair dreaded up like yours? Did he have a fade like you? And when you go to jail, is your homie sleeping with that black woman who you keep saying is the reason why the family messed up? Or did you go to jail and leave her out there with the kids all by yourself? You might have to do what you have to do. You may not have no other way. You might have to sell some dope. A lot of black women raising kids on their own because the man had no other way. He didn't know nothing else. He out there doing what he got to do and he got stranded. He got messed up. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about how some of us black men got four families? And that's the reason why some of their families by themselves? So again, if you're going to come at me, Please be knowledgeable. Please do a little bit of study. But if you just on there spout something out because you don't want to be accountable, you don't want to stand up, you don't want to say, hey, it's bigger than this, you don't want to say, hey, it ain't all Black women, please don't hit me. And if you do, you can hit me at willandterry15 at gmail.com. You can come on this platform and we can talk about it. Because, hey, you might have something to teach me. Me and Terry said all the time, we all got something to teach. We all have something to learn. But this platform going to be a platform of honesty. You ain't going to get on here with no emotionalism unless we talking about emotionalism. If you're going to get on here, gonna get on here, we're going to be respectful. We're going to be honest. To my Hispanic senioritas, I don't know what you went through. I don't know what your plight is with your man. To my Hispanic brothers, I don't know what you're going through. To my Puerto Rican brothers, Terry got you and he holding you down. He doing the best he can for his children. I can man. promise you that. To my white counterparts, I love you. You ain't. You might not be no racist. I love you with everything in me, but you benefit from racism. You can't help it. That's just the way the system is made. Hit us at willandterry15 at gmail.com. We can have a conversation. You can be on this platform and you can say your piece as long as you say that respectfully, but we gonna say ours. Now I'm gonna hit y'all and y'all gonna see how I feel when y'all say that to us. I got white friends. I got white people in my family. Well, I got German blood in me, but guess how I got there? My great-great-grandmother was raped and she kept the baby. Can we talk about how the black family is messed up? That's where my good, the good hair y'all say I have come from. It ain't just the Indian, it's the German. You know, her rapist didn't go to jail though.
conversation. Just so to I, let it be known, I don't represent that I'm a Puerto Rican and that I speak for Puerto Ricans. That's just a joke that Will always throws out there. Yeah, he he don't see color, y'all. That's just a joke. Uh, there's a reason behind that because I'm half. My dad's black. My mom's Puerto Rican. We all have some. But my mom's dad is black from Hawaii, from Honolulu. And her mom is Puerto Rican. So I'm more black than Puerto Rican. He had he he is a good guy. Like I said, this is William. I can't represent the German because I really don't know nothing. I can represent a little bit of Indian because I know something about that. But I'm talking from the black man. There you go. Keep talking. I'm talking. Oh, I'm just looking at this just in case I want to read something else. So that Willie Lynch letter is in my mind. And maybe one day I'll just hop on this podcast and read the whole thing to y'all. But with that being said, I love y'all. I'm going to let Terry, whatever questions he have, if we want to <laughs> close it out. No, we got to close this one out, dude. It's already about to be 12. Yeah, my bad. So let's do this. Let's let the girls get their final opinion. And I'm going to ask them a question. Just give us a quick answer. As a woman, if you could go back to your 13-year-old self and tell her something, what would it be? And then let the people know where they can find y'all, where they can follow y'all and everything else. Um, Keep your legs closed. Love is not sex. You can find me at DVTV <laughs> on Instagram. You can find me at Discovering V or DVTV. Um, and then my podcast is DVTV Podcast or something like that. Spell that DV because that's D-E-E-T-E-E-T-V. Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube. Oh, uh, it's my turn. If I can tell my 13-year-old self something, um, I would say don't... Uh, don't validate your worth off what people think about you. And where can we find you, Will? Oh, y'all yeah, can find me on Instagram under <laughs> Rishamar <laughs> underscore R-E-S-H three A's M-A-R. You guys can all follow. You can also follow my choreography page as well. Um, choreography by Risha. What they did not say that I will say, my wife is a deaconess. Marisha is over the young adults at Greater Zion Church Family. 2408 North Wilmington Avenue, Compton, California. You can watch them on Facebook under Greater Zion Church Family. Marisha is the minister of the young adults. My wife is the minister of the children. I'm a deaconess. Terry is a street minister. He out there doing a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a deacon. Whatever I said I was, I'm a deacon. Terry is a street minister. He out there just giving love to everybody. He, he'll sit down and talk to you. Also, Terry is a tattoo artist. So if y'all looking to get some tats and y'all in the Visalia area, hit them up. Terry, where can they find you, sir? Uh, Mr. Plastic. Mr. Plastic. All traditional spelling on Instagram. Mr. Plastic. Not all traditional spelling. Like spell it out. He's just telling y'all it's spelled regularly. So I want y'all to find this man because his work is dope. Mr. Dot Plastic on Instagram. Instagram. And for me, I don't want y'all looking for me. Find me on the podcast. If y'all want to be on the podcast, if y'all have a good a job you want to talk about, something in life you've been through, if you have a discussion, maybe it could be about racism, sexism, any one of the isms. You may be a workout person. You maybe do beats and stuff trying to get seen or known. 
willandterry15 at gmail.com. That being said, wife, I love you to death. You already know that. Marisha, I love you as well. Love you, Terry. Thank you for having us. You know, feelings mutual. Um, if this got turned into a two-part episode, thank you guys for listening to both parts because it's probably going to. And oh my goodness. Terry, do you dude? I forgot what that is. Bro, it's Wednesdays. (laughs) Wednesdays with Will and Terry. Yes, it is. I love you, bro. I know you got to get to bed, man. I know you got to get up in the morning. So do we. Thank you, brother, for this. It was much needed. Thank you, Terry. We love you.